there was an idea that two nerdy pastors would come together and geek out about the things they love. Welcome to the Pastors Assemble Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pastors Assemble Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Coco, and with me, as always, is a sinister minister. David, how you doing this morning, man? Oh, how's it going? Doing great. Good. How about you? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I was My son was sick all weekend, and I was kind of sick as well. I don't know if I picked up something from him or if I was just tired from the Thursday night activities, which we'll get into here in a second, but... Uh, feeling a little better today, and he's feeling better. We took him to daycare today, so fingers crossed that he's good and we don't get a call that he threw up again or anything. So yeah, He didn't throw up all day yesterday, so I think he's better now. He never had a fever or anything, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but he seems to be doing better. So. Good. How's your family? Doing good? Family is well. And I'm assuming it's cold. You said something about your heater was picking up on your microphone before we started. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I like have this little floor foot heater. Yeah, uh, that is in my office. I I'm bad about turning the heat on, um, because you know cheap. Yeah, <laughs> but I got this little floor heater here in my office that I'll turn. It might be 63 in my office, but hey, I got my floor heater on, so I'm good. No mm-hmm. sense heating the entire. Uh, office do you building. need a floor heater when it's 63 degrees? No, no, I don't. I don't. Okay. I really don't. It's like, <laughs> I used to set my air on 63 when I lived in a place that all the bills were paid, so I love it cold. I love it cold. Alrighty, well, uh, th- I said something about Thursday night activities, so I told you last week that I was too old to do this, and then I ended up doing it anyway. Uh, after our college service on Thursday night, uh, me and one of my students went to the nine, I think it started at 945 showing of Eternals. Uh, so I think my body was just rejecting that I tried to be a young guy again and go to a late opening show. Uh, or so. was your body rejecting the movie? No, That's my a body. We need to have. <laughs> my body was not rejecting my that movie. My body loved that movie. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, but I heard from you through other sources. <laughs> it didn't seem like you enjoyed it quite as much as I did. So, but did you y'all see y'all saw it this weekend, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely saw it uh, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Uh, the family and I went out to to see it, and there were definitely things I really liked about the movie. Um, and I don't want to ruin anything i know we don't want to no, we're gonna try to avoid spoilers as much as we can i will say visually it is one of the cleanest marvel movies thus far and i really 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 liked the visual appeal of shang chi but this was just so beautiful uh it's stunning I, the cinematography yeah. is fantastic in this movie yeah it's very good uh this so one of my kids really enjoys marvel movies mm-hmm and uh, this child fell asleep during it. One of my children I I doesn't really it doesn't really care about the Marvel movies. They really liked it. Yeah. Um, my other child who just tolerates everything because you know I'm just hanging out with the family. Whatever the family's doing, I'm doing. They didn't care for it. My wife, really? um, she she felt that it was like 
all over the place. And I was really trying to be open to the movie, but my biggest fear was really there. I, I felt I just wasn't invested in any of the characters when I needed to be because, okay, especially these are characters who have been around for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And I just felt like it's, you have to accept that they've been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years and automatically care about them. There's a, uh, that relationship that just wasn't developed. Now, there are characters I absolutely love. They were so much fun. And I, I'm just going to go ahead and say Gilgamesh is definitely my favorite Eternal. <laughs> yeah, I Gilgamesh. yeah, I was fully, fully in on Gilgamesh for sure. And, um, like, I, I felt a connection to him immediately because of things that happened in the movie. We won't spoil what, but right. uh, I think it's very easy to be connected to Gilgamesh. Um, yeah. And I gotta be honest, one of my favorite things that's ever happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Kingo and his valet. Like, so, <laughs> so fantastic. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Like, I loved every single bit of what they did in this movie with them. And again, I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to spoil stuff. But, like, I thought that was hilarious. I thought it brought brevity at the right times. But right. also he became serious at the right time. Like, I thought that that part was perfect. And I thought he did a wonderful job. So, Well, you would think that with the longevity that an Eternal has... Uh, again, not divulging anything there, that certain things would just, you just have to laugh at once you reach a certain point. Yeah. Um, I did see a really uh, cool factoid uh, that is not, that's fun to share. Kingo owns Captain America's original shield. Really? Yes. Interesting. Um, his character purchased it, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll guess that because Captain America's original shield was a, a movie prop. Yeah, that's what I was about was... to say. Because the original shield was the the propaganda film prop. I yeah. guess, technically. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's so all makes, movie props, but this one was a movie prop within a movie prop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Kingo owns the movie prop within the movie prop. That's Kingo that's does, funny. Uh, which yeah. I thought was his. Hysterically awesome, and they were, they had several little throwaway lines um, that connected them to the rest of the MCU, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it was believable. Uh, not that, and I don't mean believable as in uh, can I really see this happening? I just didn't. I didn't feel that the that their connection to the MCU was believable, uh, especially like when you you're dealing with Celestials now. But weren't we with Ego? Isn't he a Celestial? Well, see, that's one of the things that we don't know. Like, in the comics, he is. and mm-hmm. But it seems like they're going a different direction in the MCU. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll find out that he actually still was one. But, yes, in the comics, Ego is... Ego the Living Planet is a celestial, technically. But I'm not sure if they're keeping that part of the storyline for the MCU right. or not. But we'll see. So Well, even the, the Nowhere... Mm-hmm. Was it that was a celestial head, correct? Yeah, it is. It's the hollowed right. out head of a celestial. Right. So, so I don't know. It's just I, I wrote in uh, the notes uh, about a different discussion that we could have if you want to have uh, that doesn't exactly can uh, 
well, it doesn't spoil anything. <laughs> but well, that's a good point. Uh, it's, it's a really fun theological discussion uh, connected to Eternals. Um, and I know there's going to be all kinds of theological discussions from different angles, but the one that I was most fascinated with was the concept of predestination versus free will. Uh, because there's definitely that tension with the characters. Yeah. Of whether um, they, yeah. Well, just doing, just in general, carrying uh, out just, what their mission is versus yes, choosing to to do something do something different, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean that doesn't that doesn't spoil. I mean, you can kind of get that from the trailers, just oh yeah, or just yeah. the idea of a character that's lived for thousands and thousands of years, you know, right? Uh, so one of the things that I and this was to me one of the things that made me love the movie so much. I love that they, and this doesn't really spoil anything. It, it kind of just, I, I didn't know this going in, but it's not going to spoil anything. The way that they filmed this movie was they went back and forth from present day to different periods of time in their lives over, you know, these several centuries that they've been alive. Uh-huh. So it was really neat especially as someone who loves history that to see them interacting with like these different time periods in human history and these different civilizations and stuff, that was really cool. Uh, and I liked the way that they kind of built the characters and their journey by showing them interacting in these different time periods and these different civilizations and stuff on earth. I thought that was really cool, but yeah, you know, I feel like that, that concept of predestination and free will gets explored in all kinds of medium. And it literally is a conversation that dominates theological conversation way more often, honestly, than I want, want it to. I'm kind of tired of having that conversation with people because it's now become like this, like gatekeeping litmus test where like, if you don't believe exactly the same as me, then we can't be friends anymore type thing. Uh, and so, but, you know, it, it's a conversation that dominates, I mean, even non-theological people talk about that a lot. It's kind of their litmus test for how, like, I guess how fervently religious somebody is, maybe. Like, right. <laughs> to bring it up to see, oh, do you think I'm going to hell because I do this or whatever. And But yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about that, we can. I just... Oh, but, sure. Well, I think... It, I, I, <laughs> I feel like after four years of seminary and then several years of looking for church jobs after that i'm kind of over that conversation oh just Just because just because (laughs) like it became in like church interviews if i didn't give exactly the answer they were looking for then automatically i was tossed out as a candidate you know right whereas like there might be 99 percent of me that's a perfect fit for their church but i didn't give the exact nuanced answer they were looking for to this one question so clearly i'm you know anathema so <laughs> right so i to me that it's not that you shouldn't talk about it but to me that's not like a, a first importance thing because it shouldn't change how you go about your life as a believer because whether it's free will or whether it's something that's predetermined, which I really don't think God is predetermining that I'm going to pick up my Dr. Pepper and take another sip right now. Like, I feel like that's ridiculous. But, like, 
scripturally, like the mission is to go forth and teach the nations about Jesus. Like to me, that's the important thrust of scripture, not free will and predestination. And I feel like people have pushed that to the forefront. Like it's the most important thing. And to me, it's just not like, so. Right. Well, I think the reason it becomes um, such a big issue is because it, it ultimately revolves around the concept of salvation. Yeah. Um, and are individuals going to experience this by choice or forced upon them? And I, I think one answer that I heard that really stuck with me um, because I think we often have, you know, that one answer to explain something that always sticks with us. Mm -hmm. It came from a very unlikely source. Um, and I won't even say the guy's name because I know it'll set some people off. But at any rate, <laughs> uh, he said, uh, take a cylinder, right? Uh, if you look at a cylinder from the side, it looks like a rectangle. If you look at a cylinder from the top, it looks like a circle, uh, two-dimensionally speaking. But if you look at a cylinder from a third dimension, it is obviously not a rectangle. It is obviously not a circle mm -hmm. um, exclusively to either of those yeah. concepts. And, and so for me, when I, when I look at a concept like predestination versus free will, I, I don't like the, the litmus test experience. The, it's one or the other. I think they both have to be there i think it's both a rectangle and a circle i think it's yeah. both predestination and free will if you are going to accept a god that you believe is omniscient then that god would um and a god that is omnipotent all-knowing and all-powerful then you have to uh, allow that god to uh, well, you don't have to allow that God to do anything. <laughs> Your theology has to uh, definitely make room for God to be able to know every possible future. Um, mm -hmm. Now, God making you pick up that Dr. Pepper and God knowing you were going to pick up that Dr. Pepper are two completely different things. Yeah, um, sure. So I, I, I always uh, rag on my, my kids uh, for this one. I have one child that takes off their socks when they get home and throw them on the ottoman. And they know I don't like this uh, because they get left there. And my will uh, as, as the father is to say, hey, don't do this thing that I don't like. Mm -hmm. And their choice is to do this. And I can tell you that before the day is out, those dirty socks are going to be on my ottoman again today. As a matter of fact, I will send you a picture later on today, okay, <laughs> of dirty socks on the ottoman. Uh, that's predestined to happen. But I'm not forcing it to happen. I just know this going to happen because I know my kids, and, and I am yeah. not a perfect father. I'm far from it. Yeah. Um, but I know my kids, and I, would, I, I believe that God knows me even better than I know my kids. Yeah. So we're not just talking about dirty socks now. Now, when we look at a movie like uh, The Eternals, and this, what do we do? I think there's just a lot of beauty in, in the merging of predestination versus free will. If we look at it uh, more as a um, evolutionary topic, which is really important to the Eternals, you're born to evolve, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and I won't go much further than that. So you're <laughs> you're predestined to evolve, but the 
evolution itself is not it is not uh, predestined. It is really determined by the things that are around you. So in, in a way, it's free free will uh, kind of motivates or pushes the evolution, whatever it may be. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I mean, I just, you know, the every time I talk to you, I hear you say things that I'm like, man, I think David and I really would just be really good friends because I feel like we line up on a lot of things, even theologically. That's always kind of been my view of it is that, like, if there is predestination, it's because God already knows the outcome. <laughs> so, like, I have pushed, you know, I was talking last week about how, like, I look at the world differently. Like, I've I've pushed towards a middle ground of the two for a long time, kind of that 3D perspective of the cylinder type thing. And it's, you know, it's, it's the same thing as, have you ever heard the old, preaching story about the three blind men that find the elephant in the jungle oh yeah yeah and one of them finds a trunk and one of them finds a leg and one finds a tail and they're all describing this thing and it's like vastly different but it's all an elephant like it's all a part of the elephant they just don't know because they're not seeing the whole picture and i feel like this is the same tree and a snake yeah you know i feel like this is the same way like and i don't feel like we're supposed to see the whole picture and i think the problem is that a lot of people have lost the plot and they have been trying forever right. to figure out the whole picture of this. And I'm like, that's not what we're supposed to do. You know, as believers and even as pastors, like, that's not the call is to figure out this very nuanced and very mysterious thing that is a part of Scripture. It's right. to to lead others to glorify God and to do the same in your own life and to share and- with others about the sacrifice that Jesus has made, you know, like that's, that is the thrust of scripture, not to figure out this very mysterious, very difficult to figure out. There has to be mystery. There has to be mystery behind every deal. If we have all the answers, then we don't need God. Yeah. Because we have all the answers. We don't need faith because we have all the answers. There's, there's, there's an important tension that has to be there. And I, I yeah. really feel the Eternals movie, while I didn't like it, um, I, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. I would go watch it um, again, yeah. maybe. Um, <laughs> but I feel that it, it does do a good job with that tension uh, of of really trying to figure out what do I do with what I, uh, what I have, the abilities yeah. that I have. I mean, that's even really evident in the uh the final in credit scene what do i do with the abilities that i have do mm-hmm. i do this or not and i'm not revealing anything yeah. at all there uh, but yeah <laughs> but holy so, moly can i not wait to see what blank does with blank abilities <laughs> like i can't I wait so i cannot excited. wait i cannot wait until it's a few months down the road and we're okay with talking about this movie openly because there's so much i want to talk about but i'm like no i don't want to spoil it for anybody else that might go see it i know but, that there was a certain uh subset of the population that is younger than me that was super excited to see one individual step onto the screen but i will tell you with everything that was me i was so excited about the the other individual i like i squealed and yeah, told my too. wife i'm like julie 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 it's ho 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 I'm excited because you know i'm a big geek yeah, and thankfully I, there was like no one else in the theater. I literally like kicked my feet and was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing this! I can't believe it!" And the whole time I, I was doing that, Tim. 
the whole the whole time I was doing that, the whole rest of the theater theater was either cheering or groaning about the person standing next to him. Oh yeah, yeah, that's who they were all excited about. <laughs> Which, Not me, nope. <laughs> my student was groaning because of who it was. He's like, "Oh man, it's ruined now." Like he actually said that it brought the movie down for him. Because that person was in it and i'm like like if i had not known beforehand because i got spoiled on twitter that that particular person was in the movie if someone had so excited about if someone had not said that on twitter that that's who that was i wouldn't have even known that's who it was like i like i know i know who he is like Mm -hmm. i've heard him do his career and stuff But I don't know. I'm I'm trying. I'm being super non-spoilery right now, even though I think a lot of people already know about it if they're on Twitter at all. But like, right. I don't know him well enough that like, as soon as I saw him, I knew that's who it was. Yeah. I knew that's who it was because I had been told beforehand he was in it. But like, if I had not seen that, I wouldn't have known that that's who that was just from seeing him. Like. Now, I was more excited about his character being involved in it, and I'm telling my uh, son, I'm like, dude, he's hated in the Marvel Universe, so this yeah, is Yeah, I was amazing. super excited that he, I was surprised when I heard that he was being added, because it's kind of, but like, I love it. Like, I love yeah. that they are going, like, into the well now. Like, they've covered, you know, in the MCU, other than, like, other than the X-Men, basically. They have covered the majority of the, like, general public knowledge characters, you know? Like the, I've never picked up a comic book, but I know who that is characters. You're right, Spider-Man. Most of the, you know, Spider-Man, Captain America, even Iron Man and Thor, like, and Hulk. Like, they've covered most of the bases of the instant recognition characters from even non-comic book people. Other than the the X-Men. And Fantastic Four, because some people probably know some of the Fantastic Four by sight. Right. Thing is a pretty memorable looking character, so I mean, you know. Everybody just but, sees right through this. But there's, out. yeah, I know, right? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <That's, laughs> um, but like, other than them, which there's, you know, we all know the reasons why they haven't touched those yet in the MCU. <laughs> they've already covered like the base knowledge of like the instant recognition characters. Right. And so now even for like, you know, for people like El Gabarino and people like that, this is not digging down deep into the well of characters because they know every character ever made. But this, like they're starting to like go deeper. And <laughs> like, like I heard people when I was going to the restroom after the thing, like there's people behind me and they're like, man, I don't even know who that guy was and blah, 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 blah about the, the end credit scene and those people don't even I'm know like, who the Eternals are. Though. I was like, That's so, he's so and so, and they're like, oh, gee, thanks. And and then there's like other people having conversations in the bathroom afterwards. They're like, man, they're really digging deep now, aren't they? And I was like, yeah, that was a pretty deep cut there in the in the end credit scene. But but I love it. Like I love that they're like reaching deeper into the the mythos of Marvel and the the legacy of characters that have been made over the last you know 60 years or whatever 50 years 60 years i i read that marvel has over seven thousand different characters uh there's there's even more than that if you count like the the one-offs uh like fifty thousand, but seven thousand characters that they can really draw from and pull from Mm -hmm. and it just i think it's i think it'll by going to 
space essentially for this next phase. Uh, there's still going to be stuff here on Earth, but by going to space uh, and even subterranean, which I think we're going to experience a little bit with Black Panther 2, um, everything's not as grounded mm-hmm. and they can do more, which that allows for the genre itself to kind of evolve. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, so it's interesting because in the first few phases, they've definitely changed things to make them more realistic. As realistic mm-hmm. as a comic book movie can be, I mean. Sure. It's not realistic, but it is compared to like what actually happens in the comics. Like for Sam, for instance, Red Wing is a drone not an mm-hmm. actual falcon that he can see through the eyes of which right. in the comics he can you know <laughs> like right. and so they've kind of grounded stuff but now but it feels like since like maybe Ragnarok that they've started kind of like slowly loosening the chains that ground them to more realistic stuff and now it feels like they're just going full bore like we're going to start doing whatever we want and maybe that was intentional or maybe it wasn't But I'm excited for it. You know, we're going to talk about Guardians 3 here in a little bit, but I feel like blank that was in the end credits is probably going to factor into that somehow. He has to. The one we liked? The one we were excited about? Well, either one of them, but especially the one that super hardcore people were excited about. I feel like he has to factor into Guardians 3 in some way. Yeah, Because of other people that are coming, you know. So... Well, I think uh, we we can say Adam Warlock. Yeah, that, Adam Warlock. We, yeah, he. We won't say who, but he has a connection to Adam Warlock in the comics, and yeah, and so does so the other be, character, but, Yeah, the other guy but, does too. But so but I'd I be got, very surprised. I'd be very surprised if they didn't show up in Guardians Three in some way. And I know uh, I you know. I uh, I poo pooed in the uh, chat the other day on on this guy uh, being cast for someone else. The uh, the guy we liked, yeah. Him being cast as someone else. And I'm super excited about this cast, this choice. Yeah, I thought he was perfect like, for that. I didn't, I didn't, I'm like, I know this voice. I know this voice. I know this voice. Why do I know this voice? Yeah. They even look a little familiar. And then sure enough, I'm like, hey, you know what? I believe this. I yeah, like this. He was... This this actually works better than the other person that he currently portrays. Mm-hmm. But it was perfect. It's perfect casting. He's he's yeah. a great choice for that. Yeah. Both because of his look yes. and because of his like demeanor. Sense his of timing demeanor. and his demeanor. It's perfect yeah. for that character. Yeah. I, I thought it was great casting. So yeah. And again, I'm really excited about this so character. <laughs> in a month or two, when we can talk about this stuff openly, I want to come weeks. back to this movie because two weeks. there's so much to talk about. There really is. But mm-hmm. one thing we should touch on real fast is that even though you didn't like it as much as I did mm-hmm. as far as like audiences it's a hit like it's got a super high audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and all the other movie sites it made 71 million dollars over the weekend at the theater you know massive release but the critic scores are really low mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's because people review bombed it or gave it low scores because of things in the, that they didn't agree with, like morally or something. Mm-hmm. But critically, the score is really low, and I don't get it at all. 
Like, I could understand it not being everyone's cup of tea, but I don't know how you could give that that movie a right. below, you know, five or six score. Like, just as a visual presentation, I think it deserves, you know, a middle of the road well, review. Like I said, I'm giving it a, I'm giving it a six out of ten. Um, mm-hmm. And it's mostly because the visual. My frustrations with the movie are too much uh, was expected of these characters were too big for the little bit of screen time they got because it was really divided uh, equally. I was pleasantly surprised that Dina, Angelina Jolie's character didn't have more screen time. Like I said, I'm not a huge, you know, uh, I Jolie thought, character. I thought your biggest fears, which other than the not connecting the characters, mm-hmm. your other biggest fears, I thought were not there at all. Like, I felt like they, you know, you would expect those girls to dominate the film because they're big names. I fully expected Selma Hayek and and Angelina Jolie to be, like, the stars. And they were were important. They were good. Yeah, that's the thing. They're they're both very important, but they did not, it's not like it was three hours of the two of them chewing up scenery. But but they're very important to the story. But there's times when other characters, Makari, just disappears. Like, what's going on? Why don't we get her story? Um, yeah, and so I, there, I did feel like Makari some... kind of disappears for a little while, and I thought that was a little strange. But, you know, she The movie had some, some serious story holes that I, I think we really needed. Um, now, yeah, moralistically... There are things that I was not like. Why are we doing this? Why? Why is this here? Um, and even um, aside from the moral stuff, I, I'd read a um, or no, I'd listened to a podcast. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History. Do you ever listen to it? I haven't. I've, I've heard do, about it, but I've never. I've never. Do yourself to it, a but... favor and listen to it. I, I love. I love Revisionist History. Huge, huge Gladwell fan. He does a um, a series on. Uh, the Bomber Mafia. It talks about um, Paul Tibbetts, uh, the guy who was the pilot for Hiroshima and Nagasaki, mm-hmm. uh, the atomic bomb. Yeah. And he talks about his character, or not his character, talked about uh, Tibbetts actually <laughs> receiving a Medal of Honor, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. from Japan for the dropping of the bomb. And really? When some people hear that, they're like, well, that's super defeatist. And no, it it has to do with the resolve of the Japanese. Uh, Now, again, this is revisionist history, so he's telling story from a uh, telling history from a different point of view. And his his whole concept and point behind it was the Japanese resolve was for the most part unbreakable. And so, if America had uh, fought in Japan, more people would have died because they would have locked in, and and there would have been starvation and it would have been more costly to more places than just these two towns. And mm-hmm. so they honored him with doing a, essentially, lack of a better term, overkill to mm-hmm. stop the war. And it's a very, very different way of looking at not not something that, you know, I think is a American mindset. We yeah. And we come from a very different age as well, uh, where things are just different now than they were uh, 75 years ago. Yeah. 
that is not portrayed through the different scenes that we look at. I mean, every one of the the flashback sequences, and I'm not revealing anything, but there are several flashback sequences. We judge history through today's lens. Yeah. Does that make does yeah, that make that sense? Makes, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And I feel like the Eternals, um, they never, with the exception of Druig, I don't feel they evolve in their ability to, granted they're not supposed to, but their ability to perceive things from the culture's standpoint. Yeah, I think you're right. But I also think that that's a lot to ask of trying to put into this two hour and 40 minute movie too like that's i mean we could could spend decades talking about that and i think you know i love the arc that faustus goes through in the movie which i won't say any more than that because of spoiling things but i felt like his arc handles some of that well uh it's not necessarily from the but but like i said i you know I have to keep thinking on it because sometimes I have to sit on things that I've seen to really think. But like coming out of it, I was like, this is one of my favorite MCU projects I've seen. Uh, he might be my second favorite character from the movie. Yeah, he's really good. He did a great job. Uh, um, he was he was be- he was believable. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and as far as like whether you disagree with something morally or not, like I felt like it wasn't. Yes, it was there, but it was not... Like, people were review-bombing this movie like it was forced into your face, like, the whole movie, and I didn't feel like that at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's there, but I didn't feel like it was any more present than, like, a normal or a, you know, regular relationship, whatever that means. Like, any other relationship in a movie is there. Like, it wasn't like it was just three hours of that stuff you know, that right. some people are saying that they disagree with. But also, like, I think a lot of it came from really racist, misogynist white people, honestly, because... Okay, like, so you're, you're, I saw, you're getting to the... Well, I saw somebody... I saw a comment on Twitter under one post about this movie that called the movie Woke Garbage. And I'm like because there was non-white people in it like i don't like i didn't feel like this like there's lots of things out there now that you could say are pushing the quote-unquote woke agenda whatever that means Mm -hmm. i didn't feel like this movie was doing that at all like and i i know i'm more towards moderate than a lot of people in texas probably are and more than people that i go to church with would probably care for honestly but like, I didn't get that at all from this movie. Like, there were so parts the, that would, I guess, technically qualify for that, whatever that even means. But, like, it's definitely not the focus of the movie, nor is the movie, like, just throwing that in your face for three hours. Right. So I was so very to, confused to a, by that, that. To put statement. a name to it, the review bombing that went on had to do with a gay relationship in the movie. Yeah. Um, and... I never felt like that was the... I, I, I agreed. I never felt like that was the intent uh, in the movie. Well, if I mean, anything, how much screen time did that whole relationship get? Like, five minutes? Seven right. minutes? Like, it's very, it's a very tiny portion of the movie. 
and half of what was in the movie was in one of the trailers. I, <laughs> like you know, like, more, you know, I was more, I was more caught off guard and and frustrated by the what I would deem unnecessary sex scene uh, of <laughs> yeah, two different was, characters. Yes, and, that that seemed kind of just thrown in for no reason, but. I brought my kids. <laughs> what are they doing? Why? Which, why is this going it doesn't, here? Which, there's no nudity or anything. No, there's, there's not. There's not. I mean, I guess there's like Islamic nudity. There's shoulders <laughs> and stuff, but, or, you know, ultra conservative, you know, Christian but nudity. Even, sho- bare even shoulders, for, but. Uh, even for plot line purposes, it wasn't necessary. No, you're right. It was that uh, that part of that scene was not necessary. <laughs> that was moralistically that was my my bigger frustration because I, I just I don't know, man. I, I just yeah. yeah that that scene. Well, and it really doesn't do. It didn't add anything to the no, story. It, it like you could have had the whole rest of that scene without that particular part. Right, and it would have accomplished the same thing that that scene already accomplished. Right, so it was literally it, it was literally unnecessary. It's uh, not like so. this hasn't been. It, this has been hinted at before in Marvel movies. Yeah, um, like with Cap and uh, uh, Carter. Yeah, uh, it was definitely hinted at there when uh, they were in the room and the lights go off. Yeah, um, but this was just like right there. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. And I know some it people will see it as unnecessary. Some people will see it as a, a beautiful act of humanity, <laughs> and I get that. But then I I take the full concept of the Eternals, and oh yeah, they ain't human. Uh. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's fun, and like ninety percent of people that watch it are gonna think it's not a big deal anyway. Yeah, I it didn't bother me per se like i'm a married guy i i know that people sure. you know bump uglies sure. <laughs> but i agree with you that that scene was completely unnecessary it didn't add anything to the movie at all mm-hmm. like and you know i don't know really why it, because it really doesn't it doesn't change anything about the movie at all really so it really was completely unnecessary right well, uh, so and the that reason was an interesting and- choice another so. reason i'm going to say it's unnecessary is what if we had that same scene but with the gay relationship yeah uh, it would have been a completely different reaction from from individuals yeah um, that's true but i so mean you that, know that's it doesn't surprise me Why? that yeah i i didn't really understand it it seemed kind of out of nowhere but also like it's not surprising that Disney is including a same-sex relationship in a movie. That's yeah. going to they they've been moving that direction anyway. That's going to happen and regardless of whether you agree with that or not, like you know that that's a direction Disney's going to move because Hollywood is moving that direction too. And it's just it's probably going to be a part of films. It's already a part of lots of things. Sure. And like, but that there's lots of things that you could argue about and complain about. That relationship in that movie didn't bother me any more right. than anything else because it's not like it was three hours of say, like people holding a neon sign that said, "This is how things are supposed to be" or anything like that. It was literally just 
really really a throwaway thing and like it's gonna get credit for being like the first openly gay character on film or whatever but no no, well for disney well yeah i know but like i'm saying depicting an actual relationship like it was mentioned by one of the russo brothers in 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 game or yeah in the in-game canceling scene but like i mean it's five minutes of screen time total in a three-hour movie like i don't think it 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 literally it was not yeah i mean but that's just how things are going to happen like right any of that that comes up the ultra conservative christian right or name supposedly christian people are going to write about it and conservative christian people are going to write about it and the left is going to champion it and they're going to fight back and forth that's just where we are as a society right now and you know, I, well, I don't I think really it know. To a bigger issue uh, yeah. of our ability to get distracted from what the main thing is. I mean, in the church, our main thing needs to be Jesus Christ. Yeah. And there are so many other things that we get distracted over. Uh, yeah. Now, granted, there are important aspects that we need to um, come to consensus on or, or have stances on theologically culturally that that's just kind of what it means to follow christ and yeah whether you agree with what's in a film or not that shouldn't impact your ability uh to have your faith walk i mean this it's stuff that's been in songs for years for decades it's been in other movies and does my reaction help bring anyone closer to christ and if my answer is no then i really it doesn't mean i'm wrong but it it means i need to definitely evaluate the way i'm approaching this yeah um because even if you are right on on what your your view is you can be wrong in your approach yeah you can be wrong in the way you in the way you defend i the end of the day i don't want to be known for the things that i'm against more than the things that i'm for i want to be known that i'm for christ i'm for his church as messed up as his church is uh, i i very explicitly see it as his bride and and i want to do everything i can to make the bride ready for her wedding day as it were yeah Um, there are lots of other things that I could be going about doing, checking people off the guest list, as it were. But that that doesn't benefit getting the bride ready for her wedding day. Yeah. My wife shared a quote with me yesterday from Paul David Tripp, who's one of our favorite yeah. pastors, that said, you know you have a problem when you're confessing other people's sins more than your own. Ooh, and like That'll, yeah, preach. It's, That'll preach. Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> I read it and I was like, oh, read that again. <laughs> Say that again, Paul. I love Paul David Tripp. He's amazing. Anybody mm-hmm. out there that's interested in reading about theology or anything, you should read some of his stuff. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the problem comes when, you know, let's say, theoretically, you think homosexuality is a sin. Fine. There's scriptural justification. You can make that decision. The problem is... If your actions towards, like, let's say, review bombing this movie is because of that, 
there's a whole list of other sins in the same places in the Bible that you're not treating the same way that you treat this one. So if your justification is that it's a sin according to the Bible, then you have to review bomb every movie that people get drunk in. You have to review bomb every movie that somebody steals something in. Or every if, movie that there is a a same-sex relationship, or I'm sorry, a... Um, a heterosexual, heterosexual relationship, relationship that is outside marriage. the bounds of yeah. marriage. Yeah, exactly. Um, there needs to be consistency. And um, and, and that's my point. The only consistency I'm seeing is in hatred, and that, that yeah. doesn't... And that's my point. Like, that's fine if you're saying this is based on my view of Scripture. When I read Scripture, I see this as a sin. That's fine. But if you're reading Scripture and see that as a sin, then that means that it's no worse than any other sin that the Bible calls out. So Mm -hmm. if your fervor and hatred for this is 10 times greater than towards something else, then we have a different problem. And that's what I see a lot in church congregations today is that there is this like righteous anger towards certain things, but then other things we let slide. And I don't really understand where that comes from. Because if it's based on your view of sin according to Scripture, Scripture is fairly clear about the fact that sin is sin. So that doesn't make this sin worse than a different sin. If you think it's sin, then it's all sin. You know, and I think the thrust of Scripture is to love anyway. Like, to point others to Jesus, to, to show love to those that you would consider your enemy so even if you do think that this is this egregious thing like scripture literally (laughs) says you're supposed to love people like that like if this is someone that's supposedly against you or against what you believe jesus literally tells you to love those people so (laughs) you know it's it's one of those things it's going to continue to be a conversation in society for sure and it's going to continue to be the, a thing that divides people and sends people away from church. It's going to be a thing that divides different church congregations about their views because there's now churches that affirm people that are homosexual and things like that. And there's people who are still violently against it. And it's not a conversation that's going to go away. And right. like you said, I want to be known because... I pointed others to Jesus and I shared the love of Christ, not because I hated people because of decisions they make in their life. I don't know how all that shakes out, but I know that if I'm trying to point people to Jesus and I'm trying to live like Jesus lived, that I know that I'm at least stumbling in the right direction. So, Right. Right. I think one other, one other um, thing that happened with some of the review bombing uh, from the people who actually saw the movie, Mm-hmm. There was a concentrated uh, view of history in the Middle East, but there were three faiths that were absent from the historical view of what goes on in the Middle East, uh, or at least they were not as present as I think some who review bombed wanted them to be. Yeah. Um, and. So, I guess if anything, it's a 
I'm not saying I agree with the review bombing because I don't. Uh, but I still stand by my my six out of ten uh, for the movie because my my issues with the movie are slightly different. They're more storytelling, yeah, character based. Visually, this was like I said, Marvel's top. Now my wife did complain about Angelina Jolie's armor versus everyone else's. And I'm like, well, she she's this goddess of war. She should have a little bit different armor. But Jilly said that it just looked too plasticky. <laughs> like, okay, fair enough. I love the fact that she was in white. Yeah, that was cool because who wears white to a battle? I mean, that yeah. you you've got some guts if you're doing that. Um, and I mean, I, I can definitely uh, biblically point to this happening one other time in the book of Revelation, uh, where a certain person wears white to a battle. <laughs> yeah. So I, I liked that uh, aspect. Um, yeah, for sure. But the I, the warning that I was getting at is Marvel, Hollywood, whoever you want to say, Disney, they, while they may have a direction they are wanting to go, they have to remember the audience that they're trying to bring. And they don't want to lose audiences either. Yeah. So, um, and I don't really know what to do with that or how to approach that. Uh, um, yeah, I think there's a better, a better way, but who knows? Well, and I also think that, you know, we, we see people chatter all the time about I'm not watching anymore or whatever. I'm not doing right. this. I'm not. That's not true. Like they're still gonna go. Like people that want to watch Marvel movies are still gonna go watch Marvel movies. Right. They're gonna say that they're not gonna watch any more of them, and then they're gonna go watch them. Mm-hmm. Because the movie made seventy one million dollars this weekend. Like, you know, like people are gonna go watch it. Right. There's people that are going to disagree with stuff that's on the screen, and they're going to say in public on Twitter and stuff that they're not going to go watch it, and then they're going to go watch it. Well, Marvel uh, will be careful about casting in the future for various things, like they did with um, casting for uh, The Ancient One. They said that was a mistake. They're going to be careful with... uh, They they had some issues with casting uh, uh, some of the cast members from... um, Shang-Chi. That wasn't shown, if I'm correct, in China. It was not. Uh, that's I don't a think. huge. That's a huge market. And I don't. I don't think Eternals was either. Uh, yeah, Eternals because isn't going to be, of uh, apparently Chloe Zhao has been very outspoken against China, who's the director. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which, in a way, I'm glad that they are not shying away from criticizing the bad things that China has done politically or being afraid to lose that market. Uh Because, but at the same time, there's lots of things in the past that they have changed specifically so that they could show it in China, you know? So, I mean, right. Right. So it becomes this whole, like, uh, that's just kind of a thing that Hollywood does because I hate the phrase cancel culture. I, I do too. Hate the phrase cancel culture, but, but there it becomes a whole discussion about, you know, at what point is do we start thinking about the things that we're canceling, so to speak, or changing to prevent cancellation? Or at what point does 
the canceling stop. And it's just, it's a really interesting time to be alive, I think. <laughs> it's something. The thing I hate about cancel culture is seeing conservative white Christians complain about cancel culture when they literally invented it. Like, I grew up in a time when the Baptist church said we couldn't go to Disney World and we couldn't do <laughs> all these different <laughs> things because they were having, you know... Boycotts every other month. You know, they were having pride parades and stuff at Disney World, mm -hmm. so we weren't allowed to support Disney. I'm like, yeah, I'm still going to go watch Oliver and Company. Like, <laughs> you know, but like... The Southern Baptist Convention was telling people not to support Disney because they were having a Pride Day at Disney World and stuff like that when I was growing up. So, like, the people now that complain that people are being canceled when for doing awful things, let's not let's not gloss over that fact. Like, some of the people that are being canceled is because they were raping people and <laughs> molesting children and stuff like that. Correct. Like, they're they're not being quote unquote canceled because you know they brush their hair different it's for doing these awful things to people and the people that are complaining about it the most are the people that literally when i was growing up we had a boycott of something every couple of weeks mm -hmm. you know so it's like come on people you we invented this don't don't get it twisted and act like this is some you know evil being perpetrated on you right and you know it it concerns me when there's these groups of Christians, people claiming to be Christians, that are trying to die on the hill of defending people that were assaulting women and molesting children and stuff because they made good movies 20 years ago or whatever. Like, like that's a problem. And right. it's a big problem. Um, well, when and I hate, you know, becomes... I hate this, I hate this, this idea of cancel culture because I hate when things just get buzzwords for no reason. Right. But, like... There's reasons that those people are being quote-unquote canceled. And sometimes it is ridiculous. Sometimes it is unwarranted. Like, this week, there was basically an attempt on Chris Pratt's social media life as far as cancel culture. And I really didn't understand that backlash at all. But, you know, things like that are going to happen. And it's it just it's kind of the world we live in right now. We, but we I have hate... a, a certain bias that we look at confirmation bias where we're, we're looking for the things that we already agree with or the things we already disagree with. And as soon as we see them, we latch onto them. So yeah. while, while Pratt's um, mention of a healthy daughter was potentially very benign, there are individuals who know his story with his son, Jack. And the complications that have been there and his, he, he was premature, uh, mm -hmm. born premature and, and there've been complications since then. And so people are going to read that as a dig against his son and his first wife. And I don't think it was a dig against his son and his first wife. No, I don't think uh, so at all. But, but because we are, so, our culture is so like powder keg primed. Mm -hmm. um, it, it scares me some days uh, yeah. to just watch people latch onto something and just the smallest thing sets people off. I, I feel like uh, we're all uh, living the uh, uh, Michael Douglas movie. Uh, was it falling down? Is that oh, Michael yeah. Douglas? Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, we're all just, living that. He just gets set yeah. off and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is right there. Ready yeah, to just well, grow. and if I remember, this may not be the the final incident it may just be after he's already snapped but 
isn't the setting off incident like they don't do his cheeseburger correctly at a fast food restaurant or something like that? Or is that after he's already like snapped? I remember. I there's don't a, remember. There's a scene when he's in like a McDonald's type restaurant and trying to order like a double cheeseburger or something, and it's like, ap- or trying to order breakfast and it's after breakfast time or something, and he just like snaps on the cashier and stuff. But I can't remember if that's the inciting incident or if that's just after the fact. But I remember that scene for some reason. I need to go back and watch that movie. It's been a long time since I've, yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, I thing. was, I was in high school. Yeah, and it so. just it had just come out. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, now that we've spent an hour on our intro, no, <laughs> we no we have some other stuff we can talk about today. Yeah. The No Way Home poster dropped. That was exciting yep. to see. It looks like we've got full confirmation about a couple of things. Uh, Goblin. Goblin. We don't know who yet. We there's been Correct. lots of strong hints on on uh-huh. Twitter, but no full confirmation. It looks it looks more similar to the OG Green Goblin costume though, not the yep. the mechanized yep. costume. No, it looks it looks like Willem Dafoe's goblin. Yeah. But there also there was also a picture of Willem Dafoe on Twitter holding pumpkin bombs. I don't know if that was just people. Uh, that was Photoshop. Oh was yeah, it? that was a Photoshop. I didn't look at it really closely, but yeah, I wouldn't uh, be mad I, about it. I'll be honest, but I'm confident that was photoshopped. Yeah, but there's uh, lightning bolts in the clouds and what yellow looks lightning. Like, yeah, what looks like a sandstorm type thing. So, and my son was like, like, "Hey, what's it with all that rubble, Dad? Is that rhino?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't think it's rhino, but yes, there's lots of rubble there. Uh, if anything, I would guess that lizard um, is is definitely responsible for the rubble." Yeah, maybe so. There is something that looks like red eyes at the bottom that, of course, everybody's saying is Mephisto because everything's Mephisto since, Every... <laughs> since a couple You need to stop ago. listening to Eric Voss. <laughs> no, I'm not. Li- I'm, everybody is saying, like, it's become a running gag now that any, yes. <laughs> any person or thing you see is like, it's Mephisto. It's got to be Mephisto. It's Mephisto. It is. It is. It's Mephisto. Which I feel like at some well, point now, Mephisto is going to show up. So we've got Faustus. Now we got Mephisto. So I That's shared my literary joke in your. I think you're missing my literary. Joke no, I side. I heard you. All right, all right. I heard it. I heard it. It, it was all good. Right. I chuckled. I chuckled. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna share this theory, and it's probably wrong, but I'm gonna share it anyway. Or it's right, and it's a spoiler. So well, you're warned. It's, it's not a spoiler. It's literally a theory I came up with after the first trailer came out. And I shared it with Deacon and APOC and a couple other guys in the Futurism. We did it, used to do a weekly voice chat. We haven't done them in a while, but I think possibly that the Doctor Strange that we see in the trailer might be Mephisto. Oh, that was, I've heard that theory multiple times. Because it talks about taking Peter and not making it where he's not spider-man anymore right right but that's from the comics too and it well that's what i'm saying like it shows him it shows wong telling him not to do it and then he like winks at peter and then there's this idea of people not knowing peter as spider-man anymore which sounds extremely similar to the one more day storyline right Right. which was peter making a deal with mephisto to do something i don't remember the exact details in the comic 
So Doctor Strange, really... Doctor Strange turned him down in the comics, and then he went out oh, okay. and found somebody. Yeah. Who ended up and being it, Mephisto? And it was Mephisto. Gotcha. My my theory craft is that we're getting Doctor Strange from the What If universe. See, that was my other that was my other thought is that it's possible that it could be the like evil power imbued Doctor Strange from the What If cartoon instead of. Uh, I'm not going to call him Strange. evil. Well, power corru- power corrupted. How about that? Yeah. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I still haven't watched the last episode of What If. I just realized oh, well, that. Well, you need to watch it because that, that, so. that will influence part of what you're talking about right now. <laughs> so we need, you need to see that. It's good I stuff. guess. It's a good episode. I liked it a lot. All right, so we got the poster. Finally, we still haven't got another trailer. Hopefully we'll get uh, one before the movie comes out. But The, uh, the insiders uh, said it would be the 14th or 15th. They said that early last month. Yeah, and it's starting to sound like the insiders are right. It's not yeah. going to be until the fourteenth or fifteenth. Everybody else thought it'd be with. Uh... I'm torn. Like I want another trailer, but at the same time, at this point, I'm like, I really just want to wait until the movie comes out because there was a like... new teaser that came out this morning. I haven't watched it yet. Oh really? I hadn't seen that. Yeah, we might end up with probably three dozen teasers. Yeah, which is that fine. are just that I... are just yeah. Like I'm so excited for this movie that. I kind of want to just go into it now with what I know and nothing else because I don't know where they're going. Like this movie could be insane. At you this know, point, that's what we're doing. Like <laughs> we don't have anything else. I just feel like this movie's going to be insane. Like especially because it's leading into okay the. With that. It's leading into Multiverse of Madness, the Doctor Strange mm-hmm. sequel. We already know that. Is so it we the know... Doctor Strange sequel or is it the uh, WandaVision sequel? Well, it's called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So. Yes, but now there's like, uh, who knows, man? It, for all I know, it could be Spider-Man Four because Sam Raimi's directing it, and I'm so stoked and excited. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I love Sam Raimi; he's awesome. Yes. Uh, so you know that's where we are with Spider-Man, still knowing basically nothing except we know Green Goblin and Doc Ock are in the minute, and probably Electro and Sandman. But uh huh. It'd be interesting. Um, I wonder. I really hope I wonder if Thomas recast. Hayden Church is going to be back. Yeah, Sandman. I would be. I'd be fine with that. I mean, I really enjoyed him as as. Uh, as they nailed, Sandman. They nailed the look. Mm-hmm. Like when he's wearing the green and black striped sweater and stuff. Like it's perfect. And he's um, the only villain that doesn't die. I guess Venom doesn't die technically. He, technically, he doesn't die. I guess yeah, but true. Everybody else died. Yeah, but Doc Ock's back, so mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Everybody's all, being so all bets are off. Scooped up right before they die. So right before they become good, they all get scooped up because they all become good before they die, right? Pretty much. Isn't that know, what happened in the, in the? Yeah. As far as I can remember, long. it's been a long time since I watched the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, but yeah. So that's where we are. So. Uh, so this week, Marvel announced that they're going to release some of the MCU movies on Disney Plus in the expanded IMAX ratios. Uh, huh? So if you have a super fancy TV or something, you might be excited about that. I don't know that it'll change a whole lot on my TV, but maybe. Did so. I, did I, I have I ever told you about my TV? I don't think so. This is a fun story and one that I will share with everybody because everybody likes fun stories with David. Um, <laughs> 
So, a few years back, my parents bought a new TV and they gave me their old TV, which is this 50-inch plasma TV that weighs like 200 pounds, but it's flat screen plasma. It went all the way up to 720 uh, DPI, which was fabulous when that thing was created. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was I was pretty happy because we had gotten rid of our old CRT TV. And then about six months after that, a buddy of mine called me up and says, hey, I just want a new TV. You want my old one? I'm like, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, it's yours. 55-inch uh, Samsung curved screen TV. Um, sure. He said, oh, and it's got a four-year warranty with it. We've had it for just over six months ourselves. So you get three and a half years of warranty with this TV as well. I'm like, perfect. Awesome. So uh, take it, set it up. Uh, we installed it at my house. And a few months later, the Wi-Fi stops working on it. It's a TV. What does it need Wi-Fi for? At any rate, uh, it's not a big deal to me, but I, I called my buddy up and said, hey, how's that warranty thing work? A few hours later, after a few phone calls are made, we end up uh, taking the TV back to the store that he purchased it from. And I walked out with a 65-inch curved Samsung TV. No cost. Wow. I'm just like, oh my word, this thing is beautiful. The resolution's crazy and awesome. So I have this giant, to me, giant TV. We'd gone from like this little 30-inch thing that my wife and I were super proud that we bought, a little CRT, to having this big plasma TV, having this big 55-inch, to now having this giant 65-inch TV in just a matter of about uh, four years. Wow, that's awesome, man. It was so cool. So watching now this individual they uh guy he said i will give you this tv on one condition well, what's that that you have to buy uh netflix that has the ultra 4k because your tv <laughs> will handle that now i'm like oh okay so i upgraded my netflix account for a free tv nice so, so beautiful nice. so I'm, I'm looking forward to imax yeah I bet. yeah i don't know we do have a i don't actually know what size our tv is so when we moved here or actually more accurately when my brother and sister-in-law moved recently they're uh-huh. living in a little bitty tiny house like really tiny like it's basically one room mm-hmm. uh and so their tv was too big for their place so we swapped tvs with them because our tv would fit where they were going to put their tv so they Gave us theirs, so I think it's a probably a 65 inch. It might be a 70 inch or something like that. Uh, I'm not really sure what size it is, but it's nice. It it's way bigger than ours. Was I think ours is a 38 inch or something like that. So our living room is a lot bigger than our old living room. So it definitely feels fits the space better. Which I've been wanting to buy a new TV for a while. We were planning to do that when we had some extra money and then once we moved here everything was more expensive than what we had calculated so <laughs> now we don't really have extra money but uh right it's the sign of the times everything's gotten more expensive here lately so yes it's almost it's almost like when people are actually going out and about in public that they raise the prices because people are actually buying things again or something this crazy conspiracy but uh, also, Shang-Chi is coming to Disney Plus this month, so I think this week maybe, or maybe next week. That's pretty is soon. it the 12th? I could be wrong on that. But I, I, I want to say it was the 12th or 13th, which would be, Friday. Which would be this week, yeah. Uh, but I can't remember what date I saw, but I know it's soon. 
so if you if you have not seen it, I would encourage you to watch it. It's a really good movie. Uh, I liked it. I'm also a sucker for kung fu movies and stuff, and it has really cool mm-hmm. action sequences. So if you like old Jackie yeah. Chan movies or stuff like that, watch it just for that. Uh, the fight scenes are. Really I am good. confirming the twelfth. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, and apparently thought there it, are. Thought it was this week. Uh, Thirteen. Uh, movies, so all these are getting the IMAX treatment. We should name them all because that's what we do. Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Captain America: Civil War, the best Marvel movie, Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers: Infinity War, Ant Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers: Endgame, and Black Widow, all getting the IMAX treatment along with Shang Chi. Isn't uh, Winter Soldier on there as well? I did not see that or read that name. Because I saw, like, a picture infographic thing, and I thought that that was the Winter Soldier logo, but maybe not. I would guess it would be Civil War, since, you know, he's kind of important to that storyline. Well, Civil War was on there, too, though. On this thing that I saw, there was both. Maybe it was just two different pictures of Civil War. I'm counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, I didn't say Doctor Strange, did I? Eight, nine, yeah, Doctor Strange is on 10, there. 11, 12, 13. Yeah, I do not see Civil War listed. Hmm. Doctor okay. Strange would be amazing to watch in IMAX. Doctor Strange does have the, the like, when they're doing the <laughs> building, when the buildings are shifting and stuff. That'd be yes. Cool. Anything in the mirror world. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, there's some cool scenes in Guardians, I think, that would be look cool in that. The attack at the end might look pretty cool with all the ships in the sky and stuff. Yep. So, yeah. That's not for everybody, but I'm sure there's some people super excited about it. People with home theaters and stuff will be stoked about that, I'm sure. Sure. All right. Uh, Yesterday, as we're recording, at least that's when I saw it, on November 8th, uh, James Gunn announced on Twitter that they are back on set and filming Guardians 3. So super stoked about that they're also filming the fabled guardians of the galaxy holiday special they're they're filming both of those at the same time uh which we don't have a lot of info about that but it's james gunn and it's guardians it'll probably be fun they said the same thing about george lucas and the uh fabled star wars holiday (laughs) special no one talked fondly about that let's be honest come on now i watched it every year I've still never seen it. I need what? to watch it. I've still yes, never seen it. I heard it's, it's terrible. It's, it's amazing. Meet Yaddle and, and just enjoy it life. It has the uh, dubious distinction, I believe, of being the first appearance of Boba Fett. I think yes. that's the first appearance of Boba Fett is on it is. Star Wars it is. special. And then, of it course, is. Yaddle. Chewie's family. Yeah, and Chewie's family. I, I know all about it. I've heard heard about it for years, but I don't think I've ever watched it. So, Beautiful. Uh, James Gunn also announced that he has cast Chuck Woody Iwuji. I think I said that right. If not, I'm sorry, Chuck. But uh, in an unknown role in Guardians 3, uh, we've been speculating on Twitter and stuff. It's probably perhaps the, the main villain of the movie. Uh, but he is I, a guy I who... I would doubt that completely. Yeah? Why yeah. so? Um, only because I would assume that the main villain's already been cast, and you mentioned before that uh, he just recently cast him. 
Well, he just recently announced it. I don't know if that means he was just recently sure. cast. He could have cast him a long time ago. It's James Gunn. It's not like he's... Like, James Gunn says stuff sometimes that may or may not be true, you know. He also said that every every major actor in Hollywood wanted this part that he cast him for. So, I, you know, I don't know if that's That's because it's a not. James Gunn Marvel movie. <laughs> true. that That could be true. But... You know, if that particular statement is true, I can't see uh-huh. it being a small part, even if it is a James Gunn Marvel movie, you know? But maybe, I mean, people like to work for James Gunn, so. Well, it's like Matt Damon uh, hopping into uh, uh, True. Deadpool. So we'll see. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see what he is. Um, he's a guy that you've probably seen before, even if you don't know his name. He's been in some different things that people watch but he is a part of the new uh peacemaker peacekeeper peacemaker what's his name uh I the new watched the new james gunn <laughs> john uh, cena flick yeah the new james say. cena john cena james gunn hbo max series uh about the bum, bum, spin-off, bum. spin-off from the uh suicide squad movie uh right. he was a part of that show uh and so james gunn said he enjoyed working with him so much that he cast him in guardians 3 so we'll see what he shows up as he could be another random guardian or former guardian or a non-traditional guardian you know we'll see what happens uh but that'll be interesting to see uh i tried to find some dc news so we could share some but i didn't really see anything that we hadn't already covered other than dark knights of steel the medieval sword and sorcery comic that we talked about the first issue is out now so if mm-hmm. that's something that interests you, then go pick that up. And I think Batman and Robin and Howard, the <laughs> kids' book, comes out this week. So if that's something that sounded interesting to you, you can go pick that up. I think it comes out this week. So. Okay. <laughs> All I right. Just didn't get uh, <laughs> My kids yeah. are, are starting to get uh, older now, and I don't know. Well, you can read a kid's book if your kids are older. Yeah, I can. You can buy it for your new your new you know unofficial nephew my son's only two so you can buy it for us i i could <laughs> i'm just joking send you, money. What, no. you never know. <laughs> send <laughs> send money <laughs> all right you want to jump over into some mcoc stuff yeah there's mcoc stuff uh there the is there's rush i that... mean there's the hour of mcoc stuff that we <laughs> lost last week that we could talk about but then there's other well the boss too. so the boss rush started last week we can talk about that again this week because it it relaunched and dummy me i'm like how do i how do i get these second rewards uh i couldn't figure it out i had to do the boss rush all over again it's already soon completed but i have to do it all over again to get the award rewards again so yeah. i i had not done it yet because i was finishing up the null side quest from last month uh-huh. The cosmic horror, because I was the boss just came out and I was like, I'll try it. And I tried it a couple of times and I made it a fire two in and then I died and I was like, eh, it's free energy. I'll try again later. And I had you know one day left to do the cosmic horror, so that Tuesday night I sat down and finished that. And so I then either AQ started back up or I just started working on the EQ, and so I didn't go back to the boss rush. And then Friday, the solo objective came out that you get points for the boss rush. And so I was like, oh, awesome. And so I completed the boss rush either Friday or Saturday. 
uh, and got all the milestones for that solo objective. Uh, Did you get for I, both solo objectives, or for both objectives, or just the one? When you say both, what are you? Which one are you talking? So about? like, I ran it when it first came out, and I wasn't there. Solo objectives that week? No, when it first came out, I don't think there was. There was solo objectives, but not specific to that. I think. Okay. I think All there was right. a different one. So you only had to run it once to get a thing. I ran it on Friday and got 12 points and got all the solo objective milestones in the not another anime reference or whatever the name of that objective was called. Gotcha. I had to run it twice to get everything. Yeah. But there are rank rewards for that, which I decided to not be invested in. But there are people running the boss rush multiple times to get more points because there are rank rewards for that as well. Really? Yes, I ain't, got my time. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I, I didn't care enough. <laughs> like, it's like okay, I could get a six star plat pool maybe, but I'm not gonna run the boss rush multiple times. I, I feel accomplished that I beat the boss rush. I haven't done that a ton. Usually the boss rushes are pretty rough, but this one wasn't too twice, terrible. So. But I hey, got all the milestones. That was good for me. I've got a five star plat pool, so I have it. Oh, shut up. To, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, like, I'm not well, gonna bust yeah. my, I'm not gonna bust my hump to get a six star version of him because I already uh-huh. have a five star. So if I want to play with him, with him, I can rank him up, and I'll well, get the six star. Apparently, you're gonna have to rank him up for the next variant. Well, we'll see. Uh, my goal is to not have to do that. I'm missing. I'm missing the legs of my five star. Yeah, I've got two heads, three right arms, two left arms. Yes, the um, one chest, uh, but no head. The stacking, no the stacking of multiple parts that are the same has become a topic of conversation amongst the community. Uh, I can't remember if it was Aiden or Xander has like five of one part, but no, no legs. So he still hasn't got the. I think he has him, but hasn't gotten the dupe. But he's got like five left arms or something like that. Uh, I saw some other people on Twitter saying the same thing. Like, I've got six heads, but no right arm or whatever. Yep. But I finally formed the five star the last time that Platpool pieces, the five star pieces were available a couple of months I, ago. I so. could have dropped 2,500 units and got my five star Platpool. Yeah. Um, I guess that is actually still going on. And I'm right. I'm just shy of 2,500 units right now. So don't do it. I know. Don't, don't do it. Thanks. Black Friday's coming. And yeah, I'm, like I'm not going to get anything. Not going to get anything fancy with uh, 3,000 units, but yeah. But you can get something. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you'll get them eventually. People don't don't use all your units and stuff just to get <clears throat> just to get plat bull. You'll get them eventually. Which is my thing about the six star, like. There are other six stars that I'd much rather have than him, like, and I'll, I'll get the pieces eventually. You know, once right. seven, once seven now, star you, plat pool is available, I'll eventually. Have you got your uh, six star Scarlet Witch Sigil? I did. Sigil? So I was going to tell you that I forgot to tell you this, but we can talk about it now. Uh, we had that conversation the other day, and I was talking about being behind. And then Friday, I was like, I need to go check and see how soon it is. And I looked, and I had 165 tokens or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, go. yay, today is the day. So, yes. So I'm a six-star sigil witch. So 
was super stoked about that. Now, I've always said Sigil, but I, I think I told you I'm listening to this audiobook, and they keep saying Sigil. Really? So now I'm now I'm conflicted. I've always said Sigil. So. Uh, that's what I've... There's that sigils is, that are drawn. Yeah, that um, is what I know. That's always been the way I've pronounced it. So. Right. Just like I will always pronounce it GIF, even though the guy that created it swears that it's GIF. And I'm like, no, that's peanut butter. <laughs> the moving the moving memes are GIFs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care what you say. We have spoken. We the people have spoken. <laughs> okay. So it's graphic image format, not graphic image format. <laughs> so to me, it's a GIF. I'm sorry. It just is. I know you created it, but we have already spoken. If you wanted it to be a GIF, you should have said something when you made it. He probably didn't think it was going to be like this big thing when he did it, but who knows. Anyway, so have you done anything with this month's side quest yet? Very, uh, the side quest, the robot thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already did that. <laughs> have you done it multiple times? No, I, I just did it once. I know so... uh, that you can. So yes, so there is a a issue. Well, not an issue. Kabam said it's okay for us to do it now. So Correct. it's a, a bug you are allowed to exploit, which is not normal. But if you run the cata, I think it's called cataclysmic core or something like cat, uh-huh. something like that. Anyway, uh, robot revolution. The robot revolution is this week's. Yeah, so they're called cataclysms, but this week's is called robot revolution. Uh, if you run them after you've explored them, if you run them again, like just another run, you can do the easy path up the middle. It will give you credit for exploring uh, a side quest a second time. So one of the one of the special objectives this month is fully exploring three of the four for the three lower difficulties, and then to get the rewards for legendary, you have to do it four times. But if you want to rerun the robot one you can go ahead and get all those exploration rewards right now uh, without having to wait three more weeks for the other ones to come up. Uh, which, if you have the right champs, it, if you want to go ahead and get those, uh, Corvus works well. I, I used Corvus to do some of it after David had mentioned that. It worked pretty well. I need to do Legendary one more time. All of the champions in this are metal, so if you have a Magneto, uh, you can use magneto oh. he's a good option as well i took uh, magneto in cav difficulty against dragon man and i felt like i cheated yeah oh my word uh 11 <laughs> hits and i just absolutely and it's a five star magneto so it's not a six star although i have the six star i just took the five star in because he was available and mm-hmm. oh my word he's yeah. just amazing magneto against anyone that's metal is cheating was honestly like so so wonderful you can just parry heavy, parry heavy, parry heavy, special three, they're dead. <laughs> like, Pretty much. I uh, When I finally ranked my Magneto up to rank five, I took him into uh, Incursions and ended up getting the like prowess buff. Prowess uh, makes your prowess stronger hack mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I also ended up getting the one... So there's two different ones. There's one that you uh, get increased attack for each unique buff on your champion. But there's also one that's just for in, for all the buffs on your champion. <laughs> so I got that one with Magneto. 
and I had the prowess one, and you can know you can stack thirty five prowess or whatever. Uh, that was a fun time. That was that was a lot of fun. So incursions can be fun. I don't run them near as much as I need to because I don't have a consistent incursions partner. But I haven't ran an incursion in probably six months, maybe maybe eight months. I just don't care about incursions. I know that yeah. sounds horrible. They're fun. It's good. You can get lots of shards from them. You know, if you just hit the milestones when they reset. But I always forget to do that. But so we should run sometime. That'd be fun. Alrighty. So anyway, thankfully we I don't have remember. these really nice schedules that are really copacetic for uh, incursions. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, we don't have anything going on. It's just breeze. Ever. Yep. You never know. Maybe we'll do a special podcast and we'll just run incursions and talk the whole time hey we can actually uh do a video in the uh discord and run it yeah we could yeah we may have to look into that one of these weeks Alrighty, uh, so uh i don't remember what the other themes for the side quests are this month um all the bosses and stuff are already out there somewhere i don't have it in front of me but there's four different weeks uh so or you can all you can run them all this week and be done there's lots of other stuff coming like Tomorrow, variant 8 is dropping, Deadpool Alusa, uh, a Deadpool-specific variant event. Uh, so they released the global nodes and the cross-fight stuff that we're going to have to succeed. Uh, and as I was afeared, it's pretty limited as far as roster when you really think about it. Yep. Uh, Mercenary and Deadpool family is not a lot of champs. Nope. Uh, but and then one of the buffs only applies to Deadpool, and from what I'm reading, it only applies to Deadpool, Deadpool, like Red Deadpool, which means that very few people are going to be a benefit from said buff. Uh, paywall Deadpool. Yeah, paywall Deadpool. So for those thousand people or fifteen hundred, however many people actually have him, well, you can you can awesome. buy Red Pool Deadpool. Uh, awesome for all of y'all. Well, yeah, those that. Those that have, you know, four star or Deadpool or whatever, I guess you could try. Maybe the buff will be good enough to use a lower star. I don't know. Or we can watch MSD's channel if he has, you know, a lower star one. He can run the whole thing or whatever. Uh, so, Deadpool. so special Deadpool. I think I have a one star. We'll see. We'll test how good this buff really is. No. <laughs> Did I they do a one star? I think I have one star Deadpool, or maybe it's two star. I got, got one a... of them. I've got a two star and a three star. I did. I did one. I got one not too long ago. They did some quests where that was he was one of the path rewards with Deadpool. I don't remember what star level it was, but I'll pull up my account real fast and see what red Deadpools I have. Uh, But anyway, so he has a special buff that's just for Deadpool that gives him all kinds of stuff: increased attack rating, uh, gives him degen on his special one, and a few other things. And then all of the Deadpool family get a uh, passive regen, permanent passive regen. That's I think 120 percent regen that they. Masakre is ready to rock and roll this quest. <laughs> which I think Masakre gets that regen buff as well, so that's nice. Yeah, uh, well, he's definitely then, Deadpool family. And then there are cross fights, and so there's going to be. I thought this was fun. Deadpool-oids. <laughs> like symbioids, but Deadpool. 
right. in the in the quest. And so when you beat one of those, you get different crossfight abilities uh, for the rest of the quest. And so one of them gives you uh, poison on your attacks. One of them gives you the ability to dash back and block, and it enables phasing so that people's hits will miss you. Uh, and then there's one for each class. I don't I don't have them all in front of me. So we'll see those. Those work for all your mercenaries, um, so we'll see how good they make your mercenary character and stuff. Yeah, there he is, one star Deadpool. So, uh-huh. so we will see what one star Deadpool can do in variant eight, starting on Wednesday. And that, I believe, is the only Deadpool that I own. That's a sad state of affairs, but hey, you I've just said you had this. a plat pull. No, I meant the only dead. I mean, red, red, red suit Deadpool. Yes, I have five star plat. No, you've, you've got, you've got them. Yeah, you're fine. I have. Here, I'll just go through who I have that can fit this real fast. Because why not? We list out things, right? So yeah. mercenaries. I have Mac. I have a five sixty five Domino score. Uh, I have a duped six star Deadpool X Force. He was my first six-star dupe, by the way. I have a max four-star domino. I have a four-star saber tooth. I still don't have a five-star saber tooth. I don't think, which is sad. I have who else do I have? Uh, Moon Knight and Black st- Widow. I have a six-star Moon Knight. I think. I'm pretty sure I have six-star Moon Knight. Uh, I have five-star Platpool. I have. Where did he go? Where did he go? Where did he go? should have just done this by star rankings instead of i don't have a four star deadpool x-force okay i do <laughs> i'm just gonna Wait turn on let me turn on the mercenary tag real fast that's all i did is deadpool family a tag in the game i didn't see it but i wasn't looking that fast so i have a 565 domino massacre i have a rank four black widow deadly origins I have a six-star Taskmaster, six-star Moon Knight, six-star Winter Soldier, six-star Deadpool X-Force. I've got rank four Gwenpool and rank four uh, Nebula. And then I've got a bunch of four stars that are also mercenary tag. And then I I've need got to... my one-star <laughs> Deadpool. I, I do so... have a one-star Deadpool. There uh, you go. That's and I've got, a, I've got a two-star Deadpool and I've got a three star deadpool so i have oh, red red deadpool and one two and three but that's it well that's all you need man <laughs> now you just need to turn into msd and then you're good no no, no. we uh I, I, I ain't got time for that <laughs> yeah. uh the rewards look like they're basically the same as what they have been the last few variants uh you get three uh 2017 or older rank up gems you get uh, a four to five rank up gem. You get three uh, one to two rank up gems. I think. Uh, I saw people complain about the rewards, but I mean, you know, the difficulty. What if people not, not complained about rewards? Never. That, that would be the answer to that. Never would be the answer. Uh, you know, the thing is, like, the difficulty is not like crazy out there. Uh, they're challenging for mediocre players such as myself. Uh, but for really good players, the the difficulty's not bad at all. It's mostly more of a fun thing, making you use your roster. And so, you know, I'm not surprised that the rewards are not like, you know, 
rank four six star materials and stuff. I'm not surprised about that. Uh, I still have yet to 100% any variant because I just don't care. <laughs> I don't think I have fully explored one either. I'm really close on a couple of them. And there's um, few that I've actually completed. I need to get. I need to. I need to do something about that. <laughs> I have completed all of them except variant one. I think. Let me check. Yes, variant two, variant three, variant four. Yeah, I have a completion run on everything except variant one because variant one's stupid. You've uh, got the champs for that now, though. I do. I I need to go back and do it. I just don't want to because it sucks. Uh, I have explored one chapter <laughs> of one variant. Uh, so exploration rise. That's where I'm at. So. Variant 4, I finished the 4-star and 3-star chapter. I've explored that. And then I've explored the 2-star uh, quest and the 5- and 6-star quests. So uh, in Variant 4, I have 1.2 and 3.2 left to explore. And I just, I've got plenty of units now. I Or I should just revive farm and then go in and take care of it. But I just haven't yet, so... But you gotta get on this, man. At least do a completion run just for fun. You probably got the chance yeah. for it. Oh, I'm sure I do. <laughs> variant yeah, I four, variant four is still my favorite. I think uh, I loved having to use your whole roster. I loved having a reason to use three stars and four stars and two stars. Again. Yes, that was uh, fun. I wish I wish they would do something like that again, just because it's fun, you know. Because by that time I was pretty much done using four stars i was exclusively using five stars by that point i think so it was fun to get to go back and use these champs that i had built up that i had used for a long time so to get to use them again was super fun so alrighty, can't think of any other news so i guess we can cover rank ups and pulls from the last couple weeks since we had to cut part of that out last week sure got anybody good yeah i had my fourth rank three uh, let Twitter decide, and we went with Human Torch. Nice. Um, so that was pretty exciting. He's not fully there yet uh, because I have no gold. Um, oh, gold is the problem, and, huh? My problem is ISO. I'm running out of ISO for certain well, classes. So. I I could sell some ISO and, and do it, but I'm really trying to be be efficient in my rank ups for these rank threes because they they take so many resources so i'm only trying to use class specific rank ups um, yeah. i am just about to take up my magneto to rank three um nice. as well who did i pull the other day i pulled a couple of champs i was pretty excited about i'm, I'm most people aren't going to be excited about it but I, I pulled champion and black panther uh og black black panther is six stars and i was super excited about both of them uh, because I needed champion, I didn't have him as a five star. Yeah, and um, I think well, he's you, fun. You run Aegon a lot too. So I do. Um, that makes sense. And then uh, Black Black Panther OG. He was my first five star, and I really wanted him as a six star. <laughs> Just and he he has a nice buff now, so he I, I like the way he plays. I really um, like I really like OG Black Panther since his update. I really enjoy him. I have him as a six star. I really like him. And I pulled some fun. Uh, I pulled America Chavez. Really? Mm, yeah. Nice. 
I don't know about nice. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to be kind to the designers. They work hard on this game. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, Ghost Rider. <laughs> Ghost Rider was my big pull the other day. Oh, Not nice. Cosmic Ghost Rider, but OG Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider huh? You got him, huh? Yeah, I've wanted him as a five star for ever. Well, yeah, like you, were talking of, you were talking about grinding for him when he was in Arena because yeah, have him. and and I did not get him, and then I turned around and won him. Well, that's awesome! <laughs> so, man. Congrats. Now I'm just missing uh, Stark at Hand Spidey for the uh, for original the Trinity. Trinity. Yeah, I finally I finally pulled Stark Spidey. Uh, it's been probably the beginning of this year, but I finally pulled a five star version. I've got several generic Awakening gems for five stars, and I just need to start using some of them. I haven't yet. I got four. I used one on Shang Chi this week. I had two, I, and I used one on Shang Chi. So I had two of the um, skill ones. So I used one on oh, yeah. Shang Chi, um, and I'm holding one for Nick Fury. But now I don't really care because I've got Nick Fury as a six star. Yeah, and I could easily awaken OG Black Widow, um, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound like a bad idea. I really like OG Black Widow. She's good. She really is. She's still. Her, her utility she has that shuts down people's abilities is still pretty strong. So mm-hmm. yeah. I let's see what have I pulled recently. I realized when I was running Arena last night that I I have a pull that I never brought up on the show. I finally got Man Thing as a five star. Yeah, uh, so that's I was excited exciting. about that. I'm I'm a huge Thunderbolts fan, so I was excited to to pull. Now, the, have you seen the, the movie Thunder, the Thunderbolts transport? Which Did movie? you ever see the man the man thing movie? Uh, no. Did you know there was a man thing movie? No, I guess not. <laughs> ah, let me enlighten you. I haven't seen the movie, but the trailer they do a lot of justice to man thing. It was an Australian flick, really, uh, and man thing looks legit. This is from early two thousands, maybe. Yeah, I don't even know what the name of the movie is now, but. Yeah, there is a man thing. You always have to be careful uh, Googling that. <laughs> Googling your man um, thing. No, not Googling my man thing. Just Googling man thing. <laughs> Never Google. <laughs> be careful with that, okay? <laughs> That's how you get canceled. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> looks, looks like it's from 2005 and it was called Man Thing. Australian-American monster film based in Marvel. Five million dollar budget, so you know it's good. Yeah. You know, Um, it's, it's interesting. There's people that, you know, I listen, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about horror movies and stuff the last few weeks mm -hmm. because of spooky season. I'm not ready to give it up yet. Uh, But like, there's movies now that people are like, people like make fun of because, you know, they only had a $5 million budget or whatever and it looks crappy. And then there's these classic horror movies that were made on like a ten thousand dollar budget that still hold up now. It's just fascinating. Evil Dead. To see. Evil Dead was made on you know a shoestring budget. Twenty, I think uh, it's twenty some odd thousand movie, dollars. The movie. What's the movie they were talking about the other day? I was listening to. Uh, it's a vampire movie called Bloodsucking Freaks, which is a. It's like a classic that a yeah. lot of horror genre people talk about all this time, and still talk about being a great movie now. It was made on like ten grand or something like that. Like it was ridiculously low budget. Uh, and so I've been listening to uh, Tom Savini on a podcast who's a 
makeup effects guy. He did the makeup for Dawn of the Dead and for uh, some of the Friday the 13th movies and for Creepshow. And he's basically considered the godfather of gore. Uh, he is a practical effects guy. Uh, and he was just talking about like making stuff like, you know, on, he had a hundred bucks in his pocket and he'd buy this stuff. And just, it's really interesting to see like now, like people can spend millions of dollars on a movie and we'll say it's a low budget movie. And like, there's these movies that were made for a fraction of that that still hold up Mm -hmm. 30 years later. It's really fascinating to see what sticks with people and what doesn't. Uh, I think story is super important. (laughs) It can be. Uh, I don't know that. Well, I mean that I don't, story. I don't know that the lasting those. effect of some of those horror movies is because of the story, <laughs> but but yes, other other films yes. that is the case. I think the practical effects of people well, like, like Tom Savini are a big big hang on. The original well, so. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, that was so an amazing good. movie. Uh, low budget. There was um, no real practical effects no real i mean you don't see anyone toby, die on scene toby hooper's uh, a genius yeah toby hooper made a film in 1974 i think is when that came out toby hooper made a horror film with basically no gore whatsoever that people right. to this day consider one of the most disturbing goriest movies of all time and there's literally no gore in that movie at all right it's like, all mental <laughs> It's just the atmosphere that he created. Toby mm-hmm. Hooper's a freaking genius. Uh, I love Chainsaw, the original Chainsaw. It's it's a fantastic, creepy horror movie. So good, so atmospheric. Like it just creates this tension. And like I've realized over the years, like two of my favorite horror movies, there is no gore at all. But you feel like there is. Like there's essentially nothing in Halloween. Like, almost all the kills are off screen. It really doesn't have any gore at all in the first one. It still is probably my favorite horror movie of all time. Because it just builds this, like, there's just this sense of tension the whole movie. And it's it's phenomenal. Uh, Music helps that so much, too. Yes, John, John Carpenter's Halloween Carpenter. theme is, mm-hmm. yeah, he wrote it himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a lot of the scoring for his own movies. Uh, he wrote the Halloween theme, which is by far the great, like, as far as horror movies, it is the greatest song ever. And I would it's, put it, I would put yeah. it on the list of greatest film themes ever. Like it's up there with Star Wars and Jaws and stuff as the best themes ever put for a film. Like it just, it captures the f- sense of dread in that movie so so well like it's phenomenal Ooh, so favorite uh horror flick music for me is going to be the exorcist that okay. that exorcist music is, is good just, yeah that music yeah, the, is the just music is so... good for that as well Ooh. it really is but the halloween theme is it for me i think it, it's that and then everything else which honestly is my thoughts about horror movies like it's halloween and then everything else is interchangeable for me like I was, I've been listening, like I said, I've been listening to this podcast and they were doing like their top 10 horror movies of all time or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about it. And like, for me, it's Halloween is number one. And then like two through 10 is like, I I don't know. I could swap movies around forever. 
like I could probably give you 10, but then two through 10 would swap around consistently. But Halloween is, is probably on top by itself. Like I just love that movie so much. I have since I, since the first time I saw it, I've loved that movie. It's so good. I think I've only seen it once. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've watched that movie. Like I really can't. It's, I love it. It's so good. I've watched a ton of the sequels a bunch too. Like I, that's my favorite Halloween horror series is Halloween for sure. And it's not like that the other ones are like super that are as watch as rewatchable as the first one because mm-hmm. they're not. Like some of the sequels are terrible, but I just I really like that series. I always have. Um, I like Nightmare on Elm Street too. I've watched those sequels over and over again too. But I'm more I'm mostly excited that I have now stretched the Halloween episode into like three weeks worth of episodes. So that's fun for me because <laughs> I just love talking about horror movies and stuff. So. Uh, okay. Uh, but anyway, back to man thing. Um, yeah. I pulled me a thing. Movie. Let me know how you think. About I, it. <laughs> I will have to try and check that out. That uh, I didn't know that existed. I'll have to try and find that. Uh, I pulled man thing. Uh, this week I pulled uh, OG Daredevil finally as a five star. I was super stoked about that. Um, I had he to. He was my second six star. I had to restrain myself from instantly using my other <laughs> awakening gem on him just out of excitement. I was like, "No, I need to wait. That's probably not a good call. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on that one." But I uh, I mean I'm I might still him. I might still but I, I'm gonna wait mostly to see if I get a five star Hercules at some point because. Uh, I've been using. I took my four star Hercules to rank five, just to see if he could do stuff. And mm-hmm. I took him into uncollected EQ so I could get the bewhiskered points. And I soloed one of the bosses in uncollected with my four star Hercules, who started the fight at fourteen percent health, and I soloed the the boss with him. So I was like. Yeah, I really need a Hercules now. This guy's ridiculous. Uh, he's we super, have he's one guy in our lives so. who's running with uh, a rank three Hercules in AQ, and he's taking out minis fully linked. Yeah, like he'll be the first one in and just completely run through. And I'm like, oh, I have no doubt he's ri- he's ridiculous, dude. Like mm-hmm. seriously, my like, and I wasn't doing uncollected like the first boss because you know the first quest of uncollected is not too bad. Like, I soloed... It was either Icarus or Cersei. I soloed with a four-star Hercules that was at 14% health when I started the fight, and I soloed the fight. Like, he's ridiculous. He's so, so freaking strong. So I'm looking forward to getting him one of these days. I bought a five-star featured from the Black ISO store the other day when I got to a five-star, because I'm kind of at the point where five stars are just for fun. Like, I'm trying to move towards using my six stars more and ranking some of them up. So mm-hmm. I was like, I've got enough five stars now. I can buy featured. So when I have a featured available, I'm buy featured from the Black ISO market. Uh, and I don't remember what I got. That might have been what I got Daredevil from. I can't remember. Oh, no, no, no. I duped my five star Proxima Midnight from that. Uh, which was, eh, I've got a six star one, so I wasn't super stoked about that. But anyway, who else have I pulled? Who else have I ranked up? I don't even remember. I think last level up, I leveled up my newest six star, which was Guardian, I think. Or did I pull another one after that? I can't remember. 
Let me look at my six stars real fast. But I did pull Guardian, which I was super stoked about. So now I gotta wait for this Guardian dupe. Oh no, I did pull another six star. I remember I duped my I finally duped my Iron Man Infinity War six star, which was kind of exciting. I've been using him more. I've used him some in the tech cav EQ. And I he's growing on me a little bit. Uh, he's not as bad as I thought he was at one point in time. Uh, but he's gonna be on my war defense this year because I duped him finally and we go for diversity more than powerful defenders. And I wanted my Nick Fury to not be locked down in defense all season. So I swapped Iron Man Infinity War in for Nick Fury. So I don't think I've pulled anything else or ranked anything else up since we last talked, even with losing this discussion last week. But uh, I don't know who my next six-star rank up is going to be. We'll see where I'm at once I... I I had resources to rank up a six-star, but I, I took... Shang Chi to 565 this last time, so that is. He's definitely did. worth it. Uh, he I is. Think I, to, I, I used him. I used him in the Cav EQ, the skill quest, <laughs> when he was still ranked four. <laughs> and after that, I was like, "Yeah, he's getting ranked five doing this next level up because he's he's ridiculous. The damage he can put out is just insane." So, so yeah, that's what I did with my resources. I'm probably close to. Being able to rank up a six star again, I'm not sure what my T5 stash looks like, but we shall see. All right, is there any other MCLC chatter business we need to talk about? Not that I know of. Yeah, we're we're pushing we're two, two weeks hours. from we're pushing two yeah. hours again, so yeah, probably we're probably okay to three wrap weeks it up. away from uh, Black Friday, so please save your units or your battle chips, and then uh, cash those battle chips in for units. Yeah. Also, we're two weeks away from Hawkeye. Yes. Double episode drop. It's Hawkeye month, everybody. Get excited. Go tell everybody. Hawkeye's coming. Uh, I'm so stoked for this show. Uh, I hope it doesn't let me down. I don't. I don't think Jeremy Renner can let me down, but uh, <laughs> I'm so stoked for this show. Like the Fraction and Aja Hawkeye run is so good. I love it so much, and it looks like they're basically taking a lot from it for this so i'm super stoked about this show so i hear and then you know we're we're less than less than a month from spider-man right or right at a month is it the december 17th 17th yep okay so a little over a month but still close enough to be excited about for sure so Alrighty. Well, David, you want to offer our prayer this week, man? And we'll I do. Let's let's here. pray and we'll be out of here. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, just kind of share and chat. And Lord, I, I hope encourage and inspire. And Lord, I realize that our our audience is quite wide. And so we thank you for those that tune in. And Lord, I just pray that we could speak some encouragement uh, to them. If not through the podcast, then maybe later. I know uh, we try to keep our lines open, uh, Father, and I thank you for allowing us to do that for this community. Pray your blessing on those as we go into, here in America at least, this uh, holiday season, this Thanksgiving season, and then Christmas uh, for, for uh, well, for Coco and I. And Lord, I pray that in all the busyness this time of year brings about, that all of us will remember and focus on the things that are really important. 
not all the frivolous uh, distractions that are there. Lord, I pray that we would always weigh our responses when we disagree with stuff uh, with a bit of, of temperance, uh, some wisdom. And I pray, Lord, uh, that, that you would use us to continue to encourage and build others up uh, in this fun little community that we call Contest of Champions. I pray all this in your son's most holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody, you can catch us on social media at Pastors Assemble on Twitter, or we're uh, on there as well. I'm at Pastor Coco 2 and David is at Sinister Minister with no E's. Uh, hit up our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash Pastors Assemble. You can find all of our episodes there. Uh, there's a support page if you want to support what we're doing. We would love for you to do that, but you also do not have to feel obligated to do that. Uh, we do this because we love it. Uh, but if you believe in us and want to support us, you're welcome to do so. Uh, I will try and get the blogs written. I didn't get last episode's blog written. I'll try and get both of those out this week for last week and this week. Uh, but you can catch us at pastorsassemble.com or pastorsassemble.wordpress.com if you want to read the blog. But until next week, we love you guys. Uh, don't ever forget that we love each and every one of you. We are available. Reach out to us if you need to talk, if you need to chat. If you have something you want us to talk about, you can tweet at us at Pastors Assemble and let us know, hey, we want to hear about this, we want to hear about that. If you have a problem with something we said, then you're welcome to talk with us. We'd love to have a deeper conversation with you uh, away from Twitter about that. But until next time, keep championing on, everybody. Peace out. Peace.